about this little nine-year-old boy that lost his parents and had a brother or two that he was taken care of and, and he decided to go out and visit with them and 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 see if there was anything he could do they needed him to help him with and so he went out there and he visited with him a little while and he asked the little boy do you know jesus and he said no i don't think so sir I said i don't reckon i've ever heard of him and he told him about jesus and he got saved there in the house and, and he asked him when he start coming to church and he said yeah they just live not very far from the church so he, he went to church the next Sunday and took his brothers and sisters and there's first service while he was passing off and baskets around you know and everybody he saw everybody put something in and he didn't have anything at all to put in he thought what have I got what can I do? I don't have anything to give to Jesus. And the offering baskets went on back. All of a sudden, he thought of something. He ran back there at the back and caught him. He said, wait just a minute. He took the offering plate, laid it down on the floor. He stepped right up in the middle of it. He said, Jesus, I give you me. I give you every bit of me. It touched my heart when I read that. You know, I wonder how many of us we give, we, you know, we come to church, but how many do we, how much, how many of us do we give every bit of ourselves to? Amen. Well, that could be the prelude to the message tonight. we would give it all we'd finally get it right I think it was last Sunday night or Sunday morning I don't remember which I was talking about just uh, giving everything to the Lord you know our dependency upon him last Sunday night when we pay a vow, when we give a vow, we ought to pay the vow. And when we got saved, we said to the Lord that we would follow Him. We gave Him everything. That we were His. And along the way, how hard it is for us to uh, continue to keep that vow. And uh, sometimes not even striving to keep that vow. And people would say, well, I give Him you know, this or that, and, and he agreed that was enough. No, I'm telling you what, he gets it all or he gets none of it. That's, that's the issue. And so tonight, uh, Brother Johnny, you couldn't have done a better job of interluding. Title of the message this evening is A Little Child. And you just stop and think about that. If you got your Bibles, open to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. You would stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. We won't keep you up very long. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 says, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Well, we 
And Jesus called a little child unto him and said unto him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. For whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever receiveth one such little child in my name receiveth me. Father, tonight I'm thankful for your love, your mercy, and your grace, and thankful, dear God, of being in your house. And Lord, I pray this evening that your will would be done, your name would be glorified. Touch our hearts and our minds tonight and help us, Lord, to be what we need to be for thee. And dear God, I pray before the service is over, Father, we'll realize the necessary need of being totally reliant upon you. And we give you glory and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. This morning after the service, or the preaching of the service, we was in prayer. And as I was praying, this thought came to my mind, and, and I prayed this. Lord, help me be like a little child. We say, well, Brother Arnie, you're supposed to be grown up. You're supposed to be on the meat and, and not in the milk and stuff. Well, now, I wasn't talking about the mentality of understanding. I was talking about the spiritual necessity. You know what we forgot to be? We forgot to be little children. Totally reliant. I, I, I couldn't find that in the Bible, by the way. I couldn't find totally reliant. I couldn't find the words in the only. I couldn't find alone in thee. But I, I found some other words, and, and I was looking and praying and thinking. And, and it just came to my mind there that Jesus said unto them, Except you become as a little child. Well, a little child is totally dependent upon their parent. For everything. The necessity of that child is absolute. It, there is nothing that the child does not need that is provided by the parent. As we look and we think about this and, and think about little Kaylee or Paisley this evening. And Kaylee and, and Everly too and Jody and, 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 and uh, Tucker and, and Marshall. You can think about all these little babies we have here. Uh, but just think about Paisley. Paisley goes nowhere's but where she's carried. Totally dependent. She doesn't eat or drink unless she's given. She doesn't do anything but what she's done for. And, and the Bible is telling us tonight that God wants us to be absolutely, 100%, totally dependent upon Him. Not that we do nothing, but rather this, that everything that we do, just like the Scripture says, that everything you do, do as unto the Lord. Everything that we do is of the Lord and to the Lord. There's not an absence of anything there, except if you think about it this way. And I've just tried to picture, I thought about all these little things. Well, a child can't do this, and a child can't do that, and a child can't do this. And you've got to do this, this, and 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 this. All for a child. Jesus summed it up in the little phrase there. Except you become as a little child. Yeah. you got to be converted unto the Lord. 
And then your conversion makes you dependent upon God. Now, God is able to use you and I as we mature in the Lord and, and we become more understanding of the Word and we, we ought to become productive and fruit-bearing. But, but we still always need to have the mindset that God is everything. He is our world. He is our existence. We can't do anything without Him. Jesus Himself said, without me ye can do nothing. So Lord, I need to know, do you want me to go here? And if I'm going here, Father, can I go? Or will you, I'll go with you if you go. Just think about it. A little child should not cross the street without a parent, without an adult. Whether they're carried or they're holding their hands, they go across the street in reliance on knowing that that one is protecting them. You and I ought to get to the point where we realize this, that we can't, as the song says, walk without God. Amen. Without Him holding our hand, without Him being there, letting Him be the one directing our steps and our paths and every fiber of our being has our trust and our faith in absolute holiness unto God. He's everything. The problem with us today in a lot of ways is that God is everything we want, but we don't realize He's really everything we need. I was thinking as I was praying, Lord, help me to want what I need instead of thinking my needs are what I want. You ever thought about that? Today we think what we want is what we need. And we don't want what we truly need because that would mean reliance and dependence and absolute dedication to God. And, and God would be everything, everything, not, not something, everything. We need to learn what it is we need and want that instead of wanting, thinking that we need Mark chapter 10 says this way. Jesus just said, except you be converted and, and become as a little child. I thought about the phrase there before I get too far. I thought about that in compliance to what, or in relation to what he said in the Nicodemus. You must be born again. Nicodemus, can a man enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Well, you know, that's impossible for a grown man. But he's not talking about a physical birth. He's talking about the spiritual birth. The conversion is not the not 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 being uh, uh, doing something there, but it's it's being converted unto him. It's spiritual conversion. We we understand our self dependence. Now we ought to understand our our dependence upon him. As we're children, we grow up and we're looking for independence. But as a child of God, we need to become dependent. It's not that we can't do anything. It's that we don't do anything but what He would have us to do. So Mark 10, 13, and they brought kind of this way. As our children get older, we say, you've got to learn how to stand on your own two feet. But as we get older in this, we ought to know this. We need to learn how to kneel on our own two knees. There's a difference. The older I get, the more I need to pray. 
The more I need my Bible, the more I, the, the, the more relationship that I need with God, and the more I'm growing in Him, the more dependent upon Him I'm becoming, and He becomes my everything. It, it, it is our this that we would set ourselves in the middle of the offering plate and say to God, God, you've got me. We like to sing standing on the promises, but we don't want to sing fulfilling the promises. See, we stand on his promises, but we don't fulfill our promises. But when Jesus saw it was it, he was much displeased and said, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Now, I want to be a child of God. I want to be a man of God. We would say, I'm old enough, I ought to be a man of God. But being a man of God is understanding that I am reliant upon God. Everything that I need, He has. Everything I should want, He already has. And if I want Him what I need, then I know the need supplier will get it if it's necessary. Our, our joys, we said this morning, comes from the things of the world instead of the things of God. Well, so does our impact. If you're impacting the world with the things of the world, you're just leaving the world away from God. You're not showing them how to be dependent and relied upon the Lord. But we've got to put all of our faith and our trust back in Him. We've got to become as little children. We've got to understand we do not exist without God. We should not move without God. We shouldn't go into a dangerous... If you think about it, we should not be approaching danger without God. And listen to me carefully. When we walk outside the door, we're approaching danger. When we step up steps, we're approaching danger. When we get out of our bed, we're approaching danger. When we get in our cars, we're approaching danger. What are you saying, brother? Every aspect of our life is dangerous. And the danger is this. We may stand before God without Him if we're not relying upon Him. That's true. I've heard of people sitting in their reclining chair and never waking up again. Well, there's nothing dangerous about sitting in your, your right reclining chair, was there? We're all one breath away from not breathing. But we're so independent today, we think we can do it even without God. We read this scripture the other night. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Now, now think about that for a second. That means every everything. I, I trust in the Lord with everything. And then it says, lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him in all thy ways. That means everything again. Acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Everything. The little child is dependent on the parent for everything. 
We're to trust Him with everything, all of our hearts. We're to lean upon Him and acknowledge Him in everything. The other day we went to Branson, we was telling this about this, we went to Branson Wednesday. And I don't know what happened with the with the truck and, and with our phones and the watches and whatever it was, but but uh, plugged in the phone so we could find out, you know, just we wanted to get there. Not to get to Branson, but to get to the Sights and Sound Theater. We come in and we plugged in the phone and there was a guy's voice talking through the truck and there was a gal's voice talking through the phone or the watch or whatever it was and they weren't in sync. One would tell us to go left, the other would tell us to go right. <laughs> we looked at the map because it's plugged into the truck. The map's there on the dashboard and the truck, the dashboard of the truck was saying go, go to your left and so if the arrow showed us to go left, we went left no matter what the other voice said but they weren't together. They were, they were in error. They were not in unison there. There was two different talks going on. I don't know why. I don't know how but it just was confusion and you, you had to look at the map and I'm telling you tonight church, it's a lot like that. We've got to look at the map. When one voice says go one way and another voice says go another way, look at the voice of God. Become reliant upon the Scriptures. The problem is, again, is we don't think we need that. Maybe some people just give up. Go to 1 Kings chapter 17. Start in verse 8. 1 Kings 17 verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying... Talking to Elijah now, the Tishbite. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. That's pretty easy. God says to Elijah the prophet, Go. Elijah says, All right. I've got a lady there to sustain thee. Elijah says, All right. The problem is the lady there. Think about this for a second. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman. There's one, one thing you can think about. She's a widow woman. Was there gathering sticks and called. He called her to her and said, Fetch, I pray thee a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And she was going to fetch it. She didn't have a water problem getting a little water. He called up to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake prepared to die. Now I said it's a little easier because Elijah, the prophet, he already knows what God can do. I'm not saying she doesn't know what God can do. I'm just saying she's reached a situation there where now she, she's kind of lost the mindset and she's just going to eat a cake and die. And her son the same, eat a little cake 
and die. At this point, she is, what you would say in this aspect, needs to realize that she is totally reliant upon God. But what else is a little child? We would say, well, they're stubborn. They are stubborn. But they're also obedient. They, they think things. Well, there's not really any need, you know, I, I, and I can't remember what it's like to think like a little kid, but sometimes I think I'm one of the biggest kids in the room. But, but just think about this. A lot of times children trust us in things they do not understand and we bring them harm. You know, just think, it, it's, well, I won't go down the road. I'm just saying sometimes we play what we call jokes on. The more jokes you play, the less trust you get. I'm just saying that way. She's ready to die. Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast, as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make for thee and thy son. Now look, for thus saith the Lord God, of Israel. Here's God's word through the prophet to the widow who's ready to give up. And now he's saying to her, go and do this. Become totally reliant upon what I'm fixing to tell you. Which is what? Becoming totally reliant upon God. Everything from this point out has to come from God. She's done measured out the flat meal. She's done measured out the oil. She knows exactly how much it is. That's why she gathered two sticks instead of four sticks. She had two instead of sticks. She wasn't filling the kindling pile. She wasn't filling the wood pot. She was bringing two sticks because she knew exactly how much. She done measured it out. She knows that there's not enough to go around. But now the word of God from the man of God says, become totally reliant upon my word that God has said. And what did God say? The marrow mill shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And they go, but I know they're fixing to tell me that what, what I just read them is not sufficient, or it's not going to be, or there's a different way to look at it. It's just like when you tell somebody, the Bible says to do this, and you're doing that. And then they go, well, God understands. An amazing thing. I wonder.
wonder how little the children were that they were bringing to Jesus because I, I would just almost dare say they, they were smaller than what we comprehend, but, but they were at this point, those children totally reliant upon the parents. Maybe they couldn't even talk. Maybe, maybe they were so young. It was one of those deals there that, that they were just, and, and when I say that, I, I, I want you to understand this. Jesus is telling us as adults, we've got to get back to the place there where God is absolutely everything. Not something, everything. Not a little bit, everything. Not a big part, everything. A little child is that dependent for everything. Can I tell you something else? They trust in the ones whom they know love them. She went and did according to, believe this, the saying of Elijah, and she and he in her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fell according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Elijah was told to go do this. He went and done that. When he got there, listen to me, there's a drought in the land. Elijah is dependent upon God. Elijah already knows that God can do it. Now he's sent to another house where somebody is willing to die. They're giving up and the word comes to them. And guess what happens when they're obedient to the word? They depend upon God. Everything is now reliant back to God. Acts chapter 4 verse 10 says, Be it known unto you, this is the healing of the lame man, now that Peter and him were called into question for, because they healed somebody. Amazing thing to think about. God does a miraculous work and is called into question. Be it known unto you all and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by who? By Jesus. By God Himself. Whom you crucified. Whom God raised from the dead. Whom God raised from the dead. Even by Him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders. Which is become the head of the corner. Talking about Jesus still. Look at this. Neither is there salvation in any other. Amen. You want to go to heaven? You've got to go through Jesus. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I've heard several preachers of late not willing to say that Jesus is the only way to heaven. If you're, if, you're, if you're listening to a preacher who doesn't tell you Jesus is the only way, get away from that preacher. 
There's denominations out there that don't believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. My Bible tells me clearly, no man cometh unto the Father but by the Son. And no man cometh unto the Son except the Father draw him. I know what we're saying, then who gets to be saved? God gets to pick and choose. The Bible said that God come all for whosoever will come. Whosoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It, it, it's like this. If it's anywhere outside of Jesus, it doesn't happen. But if it's in Jesus, it can happen. But the problem is, is when we get there, a lot of times we are so self-dependent, we will not rely totally, fully, and only upon Jesus. We're trying to get to heaven a lot of times by another way. We won't be converted as a little child. We won't be reminded as a little child. We think we can do it. We can't. We got to push things out so we can let God in. I'm nothing, He's everything. I'm nothing. Too many times I thought I was something. I can do that. Can't do a thing without him. Nothing. When we think we can, we're doing something. We're putting other gods before him. Exodus 20, verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Exodus 34, 14, For thou shalt worship no other god. For the Lord whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. You ever thought about the Lord's name being jealous? And that's exactly what the Scripture says. He's a jealous God. He's not going to share His glory with another. He wants us to be totally dependent and reliant upon Him. And, and we're getting reliant upon everything else. The Bible says, bless the man whose trust is in the Lord. And tells us not to trust in men, not to trust in princes, not to trust in kings, but to trust in God. Put our trust in Him. The Bible tells don't trust in your wealth, don't trust in your health, and don't trust in your health. Unless your health is God. I can't, but he can. In Daniel chapter 3, we know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was thrown into the fiery furnace for refusing to bow under the idol that the king made. When it was all said and done because they were self-sufficient, no, because they were self, they, they desired to be reliant. See, we, we think, man, look at what they did. No, look at what God did. Because they realized that they could not do anything, but they refused to worship the image and put all of their faith and trust in God. The end of that is this, and we don't read this verse a lot, but chapter 3, verse 29, Therefore I make a decree, King Nebuchadnezzar, that every people, nation, and tongue which speak anything amiss. Wow. Could you imagine that being a decree or a law today? 
Anything amiss to God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. And their houses shall be made a dunghill. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. There was no other God that can sustain the widow woman, feeding not just herself, but her son and the prophet. But she fed the prophet first. She gave to God first. It's kind of like the widow lady who came into the house of God and she dropped in the mic, in, into the, the, the offering there. She put in that, that, that half sin, sin, whatever. She dropped it in the plate there. And Jesus asked the disciples, said, Who gave more? This, this widow woman or all these there? And they said, Well, all these folks have given a lot more. And he said, No. He said, They gave from everything they had, but she gave everything she had. So she gave more. What happened that day? She became totally reliant upon God. We seek wisdom from everywhere. Understanding. Trying to get things right. Trying to do things one way or another. And it always seems like when there's nothing else to do, then we go ahead and call upon the Lord. When all else fails, amazing thing to think about. Before you start, you ought to cry out to God. John chapter 6. You know, it's not easy going against the tide. It's not easy going against the world. It's not even easy going against yourself sometimes. But can I tell you, when you go with God and everything there, when somebody come up to you and said, hey, you want to do this? You say, let me pray about it. What? What do you mean pray about it? I just want to know if you want to go over here. I didn't ask you to go to the bar. I didn't ask you to go to the... I just... If you want... Let me pray about it. We don't think that way. We just automatically stop and say, well, yeah, or no, or what day, you know, or what time, you know. And, and then we make a decision to go. We don't, we don't ask God if we should. We just, we just make up, do we have time? Do we want to? Okay, why not? If it's something horrible, we might weigh and say, no, I, I don't do that. But we're just so instant. We're just so undependent upon God. We're so independent. We don't stop to think that way. We tell our kids, before you do this, ask. Before you do that, ask. Don't go over there. It's dangerous. Don't touch that. It's dangerous. Stay away from, you know, we, we do all of these things, but the older we get, we look at, we start making judgment calls on things, and then we get sometimes to the point where we're not making judgment calls, we're just making feeling calls. 
God is telling us, get back to the attitude of the child that says, ask. Lord, would you have me to do this? He says, say not that thou wilt on the morrow, for thou knowest what tomorrow holds. But I would rather say this, if the Lord will. Jesus explains some questioning to the disciples and there's many who no longer are going to follow him. It says in verse 66, for many, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. When Jesus, then Jesus said, Jesus, unto the twelve, will you also go away? It's kind of that thought process, you know, that dad used to say, well, if your, best, if your buddy jumped off the bluff, would you jump off the bluff? And he, he, what a smart aleck teenager says, well, it depends on how hard it is. <laughs> depends on what's underneath it. We start rationalizing. Peter was a pretty smart man for as bold as he was. For as arrogant as he was. He'd become quite a different man a little later on. But he was real smart when Jesus asked the question, Will you go also? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. Peter said, Lord, it's time we get back to him. What will happen in our lives? We, 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 me and Netta said this, Netta said this this afternoon is true. We realize that where we were a little while back is not where we are now. And unfortunately, we're not near as close as what we was takes a few things to get your mind to sometimes to step up and realize, you know what? You were closer here than you are here. But we've seen God moving. We've seen God working. Not saying we don't now, but, but we've, we've seen it. We understood it. We embraced it. We loved it. We felt it. We enjoyed it. It was everything. A little tougher right here than what it was over there. And, you know, into every life a little rain must come. But when you're standing in the right place and you get the rain, you begin to bud and bring forth fruit. The more reliant upon God we are, the more we'll worship Him the more we'll obey Him, the more we'll follow Him, the more we'll seek Him, the more we'll listen to Him because He's becoming everything. Everything. We need to be like a little child when it comes to God. 
Just think of what we would expect our children to do. And then we need to do the same towards God. Would you stand this evening? Heavenly Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, and we love you. We praise you, dear God, for your many blessings. We ask you, Lord, to help us tonight to do what we need to do, be what we need to be. Dear God, I pray this evening that you would draw us and hold us. Dear God, may we be willing to be held. Or to us and, and how precious they even are, but yet as a little child, dear God. Dear God, help us become that towards you. We ask you, Father, tonight, just help us through this week. Thank you, dear God. Allow us to be together this way at this time. In Jesus' name, amen.